Welcome to A Little Too Quiet, the Ferndale Library podcast, brought to you by the Friends of the Ferndale Library. I'm Jeff Milo, and joining me on the podcast today is Britt Bennett. Britt Bennett is the acclaimed author of The Vanishing Half, a book that debuted to rave reviews last summer during such a tumultuous time, but was able not merely to impress reading audiences with the beauty and profundity of Bennett's writing, but also stir and inspire a wide range of conversations about race. Bennett was born and raised in Southern California, but she earned her Master's of Fine Arts from the University of Michigan, here not far from Ferndale, really, in Ann Arbor. In 2016, her debut novel, The Mothers, was published, which also garnered wide acclaim and went on to become a New York Times bestseller. The Mothers was the story of Nadia, a young woman who left her home in Southern California after the suicide of her mother, but was then called back to attend to a family emergency as Bennett weaves a story of the strength and resolve we all need to develop as we find our way in life, she also explored themes of love, loss, friendship, family, and community. The Vanishing Half is the story of two twin sisters, Stella and Desiree. The Veen's twins, both of them light-skinned black women coming of age in a small southern farm town with a history of colorism. When they both run away, they eventually take divergent paths, Whereas Desiree marries a dark-skinned man, has a child, and returns home, Stella, far from returning, goes further still, eventually passing as white and even marrying a wealthy white man. The book covers several decades of the sisters' lives, including their daughters as well as their mother, and explores the cost of that erasure of identity and the concealment of origin. The Vanishing Half came out at the start of summer 2020, while the mothers came out just before November of 2016. Both are set to be adapted. The Vanishing Half will soon be an HBO series, while Kerry Washington's production company is working with Warner Brothers to adapt The Mothers into a movie. So here's our chat with Britt Bennett, recently named to Time Magazine's 100 Next list of individuals shaping the future in arts and culture, and author of The Vanishing Half. I didn't have other plans, so it was fine. <laughs> okay, good, good. Neither do I. Now, on a, but like on this on this positive note, what it is? What is it like to to here we are, like almost what eighteen months after this book has come out? How does it feel to to have written a book that people are still talking about and still want to be talking about? Yeah, I think it's it's pretty surreal. Yeah. Um, it feels like on one hand that it hasn't been that much time since the book came out on the other hand it feels like it's been a really long time right um so it is uh surreal that people are still interested in reading this book and so interested in talking about it but of course something that you're very grateful for as an author that uh you have some type of staying power right 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 and 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 you you teach creative writing i don't know if this, this is this isn't anything that you can plan for right you're not you can't really sit down in your laboratory and say i'm going to write a brilliant novel that everyone will be talking about it just happens. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I don't, I don't take it for granted because I think so many amazing books come out every year and there's so many incredible books that just don't uh, have the attention or the publicity or the timing is, is strange or, you know, there's so many factors outside of your control as an author. So if it happens for you that your book catches fire in some way, it is such a rare um, and amazing gift. And and something that I think you, you just can't take for granted. Yeah. 
uh, I have set up what this book, Vanishing Half, is about in our intro to this podcast, and I know a lot of people have read it already, so I want to kind of dive into something, and hopefully it's not too much of an abstract angle, but um, can you talk about what you find compelling about this old adage, you can never go home again? I feel like uh, with Desiree and, and Nadia in, uh, in Vanishing Half and the mothers, respectively, and to a somewhat more hyper-specific extreme case with Stella, there is this this palpable experience of what it is like to return. It's not like any of these characters left for similar reasons or common reasons, but there is such a compelling drama that a reader might resonate with as these characters make their returns. So I just wanted to start with that idea of the return. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm always really interested in um, sort of, I guess, ambivalent feelings or complicated feelings about home. And I think that that's true in those both those books as you described it. Um, but I knew also as soon as I started writing The Vanishing Half, I always knew that the beginning of the book would start with Desiree returning because she's not only returned after everything that she's experienced and returned as kind of this different person, but she also returns with this child. And it's perhaps the presence of her child that causes the most uh, sort of you know gossip and concern throughout the town. So. I am interested, I think, in the idea of, of returning to a home that you thought you escaped and finding yourself changed, but also finding that place changed in ways that you perhaps did not expect. Yeah. And you write so beautifully and compellingly about how, as you said, that word complex, complex our emotions can be. There's themes of identity and even even like the death of a self and the vanishing half and, and then an exploration of guilt and shame and what warrants those feelings and the mothers. And sometimes those become intertwined with identity as well. Um, I just what what drew you to those those themes? Maybe you could talk a little bit more about that. What drew you to those themes and, and what, what do you find fulfilling about exploring them? And, and the other wonder is how you were able to take such heavy subjects and turn them into page turners. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I think I am always really interested on these, these questions of identity and, and transformation and how we become who we become. So I think that that was always a starting point for the vanishing half was thinking about these identical twins who decide to make very different choices and the implications that that has on their lives and, and the rest of their family. So I don't know, I think I'm always just really fascinated by those types of stories about characters who are making these big choices and we're moving from one complex situation to another. And I just wanted to explore that in a way that would be beautifully written, hopefully, um, but also that would be a compelling read um, and would be something that would, uh, yeah, that would, would that people would want to read to find out what happens next. Absolutely, absolutely. Beautifully written, achieved. Um, <laughs> what, what, el what also draws you to uh, these immersive portrayals of family dynamics, mothers, sisters, um, and without, without spoiling Vanishing Half, it is, it is not a spoiler to say that, that these twins leave their town of, of Mallard and, and subsequently leave their mother. But without spoiling it, there is a sentiment that at least one sister expresses in words to the mother at the end of that book, a deeply relatable feeling of a sort of a gratitude that we have for our family or a gratitude that's hopefully accessible. Can you talk about the drama and, and the catharsis that can be, that can come with exploring family relationships, be they full of gratitude or perhaps broken by tragedy or brash impulse or otherwise? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think this idea of loving your family but desperately wanting to escape them is something that a lot of people can relate to. <laughs> um, and 
being grateful for the closeness of family, but sometimes feeling claustrophobic within it. Um, I think that's something that a lot of us can sort of relate to. So um, the idea that these characters often feel like they need to leave family and home behind in order to become themselves, I think, um, is something that is kind of goes between both books. Um, but yeah, it's something that I, I find interesting, the way that these bonds are so formative and so important in our lives, but also can feel like they stifle us and can feel like they prevent us from being the people that we want to be. And that who, if to find out who we want to be, we kind of have to leave them. But there's always a cost to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just per- pe- capture it so perfectly how complex it can be. Just who is this sibling? Who are these people? They're connected to me. I love them, but I have mixed feelings about them. It's <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, and then let's talk about this. What was it like uh, or what has it been like? I was talking about these last 18 months of, of talking about this book. And, you know, if you if you look back at some of the, the interviews you were doing, it it was almost like tuning into an interview with you was tuning into the news. You had to be responding to, to so much. It was such such a tumultuous time. Your first book came out on the eve of what was, you know, such a turbulent election, turbulent election season, turbulent administration. Your next book, which explores race, comes out on the eve of the Black Lives Matter kicking into such a higher gear. So I guess I might be naive, but I feel like the somewhat perfunctory press tour of authors doesn't always necessarily have to be so intertwined with either politics or heightened social tensions of the day. But you had such such grace and poise and were so engaging in all those interviews. I guess I'm just asking, what was it like for you as an author and a human, and what did you take away from it all? I think maybe it is good that we we look to our authors during such turbulent times, but you just wanted to celebrate a book at the same time. It was, you know yeah, I mean? I mean, honestly, it, it makes me uh, afraid for what book three is going to unleash <laughs> on the world. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's. I think going into Vanishing Half, I thought to myself, oh, this is going to be another like election cycle uh, of that would be like the discourse surrounding the book. And of course, had no idea that it would be no, it's a global pandemic and also uh, a period of sort of racial unrest. (laughs) So, you know, you never know the circumstance surrounding your book or, or, you know, you think about people who, you know, just happened to have books coming out in 2020 that were about pandemics and and the weird timing of these types of things. So, you really know, never know the context, but I think, you know, looking back, I think it was very overwhelming to deal with the attention that was on the book and the attention that was on me. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, going through a pandemic where I was quarantined alone, so having this public life that was very, suddenly very public, um, but my private life was suddenly very alone. Um, and I think that was something that was really dissonant and really strange. Mm-hmm. And all of that happening amid these protests um, where people were uh, sort of demanding that I um, explain or comfort or speak to the moment in and, and some way that I, I felt overwhelmed by doing because I was still trying to process the moment myself. Sure. So looking back, it was a pretty wild and overwhelming time. Um, but at the same time, I felt so grateful to have this book kind of keep me afloat during what was such a like a rough period because you know it felt like everybody's futures were kind of just disappearing in front of us but i had something to look forward to you know i had something that i knew okay this book is coming out in june right i don't know what the world's going to be like in june but this book is supposed to be coming out right and had the experience of the book's um success at a time where 
it was life was so hard for everybody. So I feel grateful for that. But also looking back, it was a really overwhelming time to kind of emerge in this different way publicly that I was um, pretty unprepared for, I think. Yes, but still such grace, such poise. I know you've taught creative fiction. You should also teach a class on what happens in case you get famous as an author. Uh, you can be ready <laughs> for it. Uh, two more quick questions and they're a little more selfish. We're talking to you from inside of a library and I just wanted to hear about your origins as a writer, which I presume maybe starts with being an avid reader, of course, but perhaps stays with you as an author. You're probably doing lots of research for your book. You read a lot. Did libraries play a big role in your childhood? Have they remained a prominent part of your life? Do you have any appreciations to share about libraries? Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely started as a reader at the public library. My first job actually in high school was at the public library, shelving books. Great. Um, and I worked at the library when I was in college too. I worked at the music library, um, which I had absolutely no qualifications to do that. But I, um, I, I worked I at did the music my best. library too. Yeah, I did my best, um, but I, you know, so yeah, I've had a lot of, a lot of my life that's been, that's been spent in libraries. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I'm so grateful for those spaces of just a space to explore and wander and think. Um, and I certainly don't think I would have been a writer without the experience of being able to go to my public library. Oh, that's wonderful. And they're open back up now and people are coming back safely. So that's good. Yes. Um, we are also we're also recording to you here from Michigan, and Michigan features fairly prominently in in the mothers, as it does somewhat at least in your life since you were here in Michigan. Do you have any memories or sentiments about the state to share or your time here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had such a fun time at grad school. I mean, honestly, it was one of the best times of my life, I think. I had, um, it was one of the first times where I met other writers and had friends who were writers and I just saw one of my uh, two of my friends from grad school this past weekend in Minnesota, and we had so much time just talking and reflecting on how lucky we were to have the time to just write and and hang out in Ann Arbor. So I have I have a lot of really fond memories. I haven't I haven't been back for a few years, but mm-hmm. I have a lot of really fond memories of of life in Michigan. That's great. Uh, do you have any? Again, we harped on this. This book is came out eighteen months ago. Are you working on anything right now? Have you been able to? concentrate focus how's how's writing going lately um yes i'm working on something right now how's writing going lately that's a different question um (laughs) it's not going great but i am working um yeah i'm working on a new project and it's you know i'm at the point of revising it where i need to just make some hard decisions and decide uh kind of where you know the fun of drafting where you're just doing whatever you feel like doing and exploring like i think i've kind of passed that phase i need to make some make some hard decisions and i'm uh sort of reluctant to do so perhaps but um but yeah but it's it's challenging but i think i'm excited to be working on a book that's very different than the vanishing half and the mothers and i think it's always fun to explore a new fictional world and and to be kind of in this point of wrestling with a with a new story it's humbling and it's also fun terrific terrific Britt Bennett, thank you so much for your time and joining us on this podcast and thank you for these two beautiful books we look forward to whatever happens next Thank you. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right. Thanks. And that was our chat with Britt Bennett talking about The Vanishing Half, which came out in the summertime of 2020. But at the start of this month here in the winter, Penguin Random House has officially released The Vanishing Half on paperback now. So 
We'll have links to that uh, in the show notes. And we were so, so glad to have the amazing Brett Bennett here on our podcast. So we say thank you to listening to this latest episode of A Little Too Quiet. It's the Ferndale Library podcast, and it is brought to you by the Friends of the Ferndale Library. The music that you hear at the beginning and end of each episode is by John Duffy, who's a local musician. If you want to support this podcast, you could go to ferndalefriends.org or remember to rate, review, subscribe, or maybe just tell a friend. If you have friends out there also who are fans of Brett Bennett, share this episode to social media. We'd love to find some more listeners out there. We'll be back next week with more. Thanks for listening.